Ben Upton with the 11.7 Podcast joins us on the line. Good afternoon, sir. Hope you're doing well. What's up, fellas? You know I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing good. Always uh, always glad to have you on to talk a little college baseball. Hey, um, uh, you guys threw this question out yesterday, so I'm going to throw it back at you. 36 undefeated teams left in college baseball. Who's going to be the last one left standing? I said the uh, – so, first of all, I, I guess it was 35. We just can't count. Um, can't, <laughs> okay. can't simply just point at a picture and count it. Um, but, yeah, so 35 teams left. I said Troy, just gut instinct. I looked at the picture. First logo I saw kind of spoke to me, and it was that that Troy logo with the swords in the shape of a T. Um, But after looking at schedules and stuff on last night's podcast, it's most likely going to be LSU. They have a pretty cakewalk schedule. Ben, just how good are they? I mean, because they look dominant. Yeah, I mean, a good example is in the midweek they played Southern, who – Obviously isn't on the same level as LSU, but still a regional team pretty much every year coming out of the SWAC. And Southern jumped on them to a 4 nothing lead in the third. And then before you know it, it's 18-4. to four, And LSU scores 18 unanswered and, and run rolls them in seven. So the, the firepower on the offense is there. Um, they have one of the best pitchers in college baseball, if not the best pitcher throwing tonight. And Paul Skeens, the graduate transfer from Air Force, I mean, he's as close to a major league pitcher that I've seen in a long time. Ben, I, you, you talked about uh, – you mentioned LSU with that run rule, and I know that they had, college baseball had adopted some rules in 2020 regarding pace of play, and there's been some tweaks. Have you, have you noticed at all any of the, the new tweaks to try to speed up the, the rules, and what do you think about that? Right. I mean, there's been a lot of examples. Um, apparently, the NCAA has been pushing it on the umpires to enforce these new rules, I guess, to set a tone. But, you know, there's a pitch clock now that's highly enforced where a pitcher, I think, has 25 seconds or maybe 20 seconds after the last pitch was thrown to get back into his, his motion. Um, and then also, like, there's a hitter's clock, too, which I think it gives you 15 seconds to get set and, like, ready to hit, not just in the box, but, like, in a, an offensive stance, like, ready to hit. If not, you know, they'll call a strike on the hitter or a ball on the pitcher and the funniest thing, Russ, is in a game, I think it was Moorhead State and Toledo, or it was two teams, two mid-major teams playing. Both the pitcher and the hitter got violations, and it started the at-bat with a 1-1 count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ben, what do the, player, I mean, the players and the coaches think of this, do you think? The, the coaches hate it. Absolutely hate it. Like we, We've had some of the big-time SEC coaches, Big 12 coaches, um, you know, Jim Schlossnagel at Texas A&M, Dave Van Horn at Arkansas, who are like spearheaded as two of the most like respected guys in the sport. They've come out in the first weekend press conference and say, like, this rule's got to go. This is not baseball. It doesn't give us enough time to coach our players between pitches because that's what it is. Like college baseball, there's still a lot of coaching that goes on versus MLB where you're not going to coach those players. They're the best of the best. They have the instincts. They have the knowledge and the baseball IQ. College baseball, you still have kids out there. I mean, between ages of 18 and 22, you do have to do, like, pitch-by-pitch coaching. Like, hey, this guy may drag bunt here, take a couple steps in. Or, hey, we don't want to play double play depth, we'll give up the run or whatever. Like, there's a lot of uh, adjustments that need to be made on a pitch-by-pitch from the dugout. And the 20 seconds or 15 seconds, um, whatever the time is, it doesn't give those coaches enough time to, to make adjustments. Wow. Doesn't something need to happen, though, Ben? Because it seems like 
some of these games can drag into four hours. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because <laughs> I do enjoy just like, – I enjoy my baseball like I enjoy a round of golf. I enjoy kick back, relax. You know, if I'm at a stadium, you know, I'm going to have a couple beers or I'm going to have, you know, a plate of nachos. I'm just going to embrace the whole environment, similar to golf. If I'm playing a golf round, I don't mind if it takes four and a half hours. If I'm with my buddies and we're just hanging out, hitting balls and, and not taking it too seriously, um, I would hate to have somebody – you know, Marshall behind me after every hit and be like, Hey, you got 15 seconds to get to your next one. Um, but I, I see the, the idea behind it that major league baseball is kind of imposing of, Hey, we need to, you know, kind of target a younger audience. They're not interested in baseball because the games feel like they drag out and there's not enough action. But for like a traditionalist baseball fan, like myself, I, I'm against it. I, I'd rather just let these games drag out just because there's more things to watch. Ben Upton to the 11.7 podcast is our guest on the show. All right, so what's the big series to watch this weekend, Ben? Shoot. Um, I mean, I, I'm nervous about Daniels, Clemson, Tigers. You know, they started 4-0, but they have a tough tough one against UCF to, uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Uh, that's one of the bigger ones there. Arizona State's playing at Mississippi State, which I always love to see a team from out west come and play an SEC team. Uh, UCLA travels to Vanderbilt, which is a huge clash of just two white-collar teams that have won national championships recently. Um, and East Carolina is hosting North Carolina. That'll be a fun series to watch. There's a bunch of them out there that are good this weekend. Ben, so you're worried about my Tigers. What did you think of how they looked last week? Okay, so they impressed me, and I actually came into the season – thinking they were a top 25 team. Um, so I was like higher on them than most of the other, you know, college baseball media outlets. Um, I thought that they have some, some grown men on their team, as I like to say, just filled out physical dudes. Um, but so does UCF and, and UCF's going to probably compete for an American athletic conference title with, with East Carolina this year. So I don't know. I mean, Clemson should handle their business this weekend, but I would be a little worried that, you know, if they, you know, Clemson, misplays a couple balls or if they don't have it on the mounds like the central florida knights can they can get on you in a hurry and then they got the big one next week with south I mean, carolina that's big so. one and that's another reason why i think this is a a trap series for clemson is it's a big look ahead to south carolina next week which is in my opinion the best rivalry in college baseball How, do you what do you like that georgia and georgia tech have done that too where they're playing on yeah. the weekend Listen, I think every team should do it. It's a great way to not only stir up buzz in like, in your city or in your state, but it gives the guys that we're being recruited against and going to travel showcases together, playing travel ball together, um, high school ball against each other. It gives them an opportunity to say, like, my team's better than your team. And I think college baseball kind of shies away from that. You know, you don't see so much Texas versus Texas A&M anymore. Or, you know, you don't see – these these teams in different conferences but in the same state play against each other. Um, but, I, I mean, I think this is a great opportunity for Clemson and South Carolina to kind of see who's ahead of the other team at, at this point in the season because they both have a high, expect, high expectation of this year. Ben, uh, similar question to the series, but I'm going to ask it in a different way because I know this is something that uh, you guys are keeping track of. What's the best bet this weekend? The best bet this weekend is that I watch over 22 and a half games. <laughs> That's averaging about seven and a half a day, which I plan on doing. I got three screens locked and loaded. 
Oh, my God. oh that's awesome. That is no, so but cool. I, I guess to answer your question, um, the best bet this weekend, I would say take the uh, – that's tough. Uh, I like Mississippi State at home against Arizona State. A lot of people are betting against Mississippi State because of what happened Tuesday when they got embarrassed against Louisiana Monroe. But this is a team that's talented enough to, to bounce back, and I think they'll end up winning the series uh, against Arizona State at home and win tonight as well. Good well, stuff. Apparently, you think UCF is going to win, so I, I mean, we'll have yeah, to see how that plays hey, out. I know, I know. Hey, that's probably a good thing for you, though, Daniel. I usually suck at the weekend pickums. <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. It'll be fun. Good stuff. Well, hey, Ben, we'll enjoy the games, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Absolutely, fellas. Y'all have a good weekend.